You're listening to True Story, a night of true tales told to friends. Before today's story, we're going to jump to some audio that was recorded after a group of people played the True Story game. We, like, got to test it. How did it go? It went well. Success? Yeah. So the way it worked, we go around the circle. When it's your turn, you flip the card over and you look at it. And then you share a memory or an image or something true from your life that is inspired by this card. What I loved is that I got to know, like, my roommate, Jess. I didn't actually know she had four brothers. And people... What are we playing is the question, right? I, I missed it. Played, yeah. I missed it, of course, right? <laughs> it's, uh, we're going to release on May 14th our Kickstarter. You can go to truestorygame.com if you want to be a part out. of it. Yeah, yeah. All right, definitely. May 14th. May 14th, got it. True story game. Sweet. Did you, go, did you play? I did. I have some great stories. Funny story about that May 14th thing. We've been putting together this Kickstarter campaign, dotting our I's and crossing our T's, composing avant-garde symphonies for the video, massaging our llama for the launch day parade, and making sure he has plenty of little bows in his hair. And it's going to take a little more time. The new Kickstarter launch date is May 21st. If you want a llama in your email inbox on that day, head to truestorygame.com. Okay, story time now. The following story came to us from our friends at Stanford Storytelling Project and the Department of Theater and Performance Studies. I am not religious. I wasn't born religious. I wasn't raised religious. I mean... My mom is a Christian, and my dad's Jewish, but they decided not to raise any of their kids, all three of us, with any religious affiliation. The furthest our religious tradition goes in my family is on Hanukkah, we light the menorah, and each one of us three brothers and my parents will pick a candle, one we think will burn the longest. And if yours burns the longest, you're getting some damn pride that night. <laughs> but that's about the extent of our religion. Growing up, I didn't have many religious friends, didn't have many religious experiences. My one friend James in in high school, he told me one time that I was having a religious, spiritual experience. He, my friend Taylor and I, used to get together on school nights over at James's house, and we would go into his backyard late at night, and we'd go out onto his trampoline, and we'd just lie there and look up at the stars. And, uh hear the hum of the hot tub in the backyard just filtering in, a little treehouse blocking the Big Dipper. And we used to just lay out there for hours and just have these awesome conversations about what was this all about? What, what was the purpose in life? What did it mean to be a good friend? The big questions. How was I going to ask that girl Simone out on a date? The big questions. My friend James told me this was a religious, spiritual experience, but I didn't buy it. Anyway, when I went to college, I left James and Taylor and the trampoline behind, and this religious ignorance that I had from my childhood growing up was still with me. This wall of not understanding people with faith and belief and not caring to understand. I'm on the soccer team on campus, and two of my teammates, JJ and Preston, two of my best buds on the team, when I first got here, I learned that they joined this Christian community group. And I was like, whoa, 
what's, what's that about? Like, these were my good buds. And suddenly I was like kind of questioning. I'm like, am I all right? Like hanging out with these guys? Um, took the chance. I'm like, yeah, I think I'll be all right. And I thought maybe, you know, I could get over this. I could get over this ignorance, this, this misunderstanding. Um, but a couple of years ago, I remember I was doing my homework late at night and I got this email. It was from JJ. And it said, hey guys, great training today. I was wondering if anyone wanted to get together later this week for dinner to talk about Jesus. Let me know. All right, peace. (laughs) And I read this and I was like, what the hell? I I was scared. I literally had a visceral emotional reaction. And it shook me up a little bit. But I didn't think about why it shook me up. I just know it did. And for a couple weeks, I remember kind of looking at him a different way. But eventually that, that feeling of, of not knowing what to feel passed away. And we were good buds again, training every day. And later that year, JJ asked me if I wanted to come on a backpacking trip with him and some of his buddies. And I was like, sweet, yeah, backpacking trip, Yosemite, that sounds great. That sounds awesome. Uh, it was Memorial Day weekend, get away, have some fun. So I'm sleeping in my bed the night before we're supposed to take off. And he said, and I, I'm playing this over in my mind, a couple of my buddies and me. A couple of my buddies and me. And I'm like, oh, man. I'm going on a backpacking trip with the Christian group on campus, aren't I? All right. <laughs> I got in the car and we went. We went to Yosemite. And when we arrived, there was about me and I'd say 10, 15 other guys, mostly who were devoutly Christian, a couple who weren't, but mostly who were, and who faith was a big part of their lives. When we set out on that trail, when we were walking on this path in the middle of these glaciated valleys of granite rock faces and pine-scented air, it just like all of it faded away, all these societal expectations, my own expectations, my own expectations of my identity faded away. And I just started asking people questions, started asking people to tell me their story, how they came to believe what they believe, where did their faith come from? And I heard all sorts of stories. I heard the story from one person who really came to religion when he found out that his girlfriend was cheating on him with one of his best friends and that turning to God was the only way that he could find hope. I heard the story from another person who grew up in the church and around high school started to have real severe doubts, decided to learn everything starting from zero, not just what his parents told him. And he realized through that exploration that it was okay to have doubts, that having faith is having belief in the face of doubts. And hearing all these stories just filled me with so much life. It was crazy. It was like this wall that had been placed in front of me for my whole life of ignorance and just a lack of caring to hear what other people's stories were just faded away. We got to the campsite and we'd have these awesome fun times playing mafia, telling stories, partying in the tents. And then before our day hikes, we'd circle around the campfire and we'd all hold hands. And our group leader, Trent, he would say a prayer. Say, dear Lord, 
Thank you so much for this day, letting us see your beauty, the grace you've put in us and on this earth. Thank you for letting us enjoy nature and the relationship we're sharing and building with each other. And everyone would say amen. And I would say amen too. I didn't really know what I was saying amen too, but it felt right. And it felt like suddenly I was beginning to understand these people who were just like me. When we returned back to campus from that amazing trip, I felt the wall of ignorance coming back. But I was lucky enough that I ended up being at this barbecue. And one of the guys in the Christian community group was at this barbecue. And I was talking to him about this backpacking trip. I went on with his whole community. I felt righteous, man. <laughs> and I was telling him all these great stories of these epic views we saw over just endless, vast valleys. And he said, hey, you know, I'm in a, I'm in a Bible study small group. You should, you should come check it out. You should come sit in. And I surprised myself. And I was like, yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> so that next week, on Thursday night, I went to a small group, a Bible study small group, eight other guys, and we just sat around and told stories. We read the Bible. We talked about passages, and a lot of it was going straight over my head, <laughs> but it was awesome. And for the last year and a half, every single week, I've been going and getting together with these guys at Bible study small group, and we're having great conversations about the big questions, about whys, hows. We're searching for ultimate truth. And that's what religion is all about. And that's what I've come to understand. And that's why I love being in those groups. And it doesn't matter if we're arguing and I'm bringing different opinions as other people because we're all there to learn from each other and find what the truth is. Small group has been one of the best experiences. And I'll admit, sometimes when people ask me what I'm doing on Thursday night, I say I'm going to hang out with a group of guys. Because the thought of saying, I'm going to Bible study small group, still doesn't really fit in with my identity. <laughs> but I'm still working on that. <laughs> At the end of each small group, we bow our heads and someone says a prayer. It says, Dear Lord, thank you for letting this great group of friends, great group of brothers come here and learn from you and learn to love. And everyone says, Amen. And I say, Amen, too. And then after a year and a half, I can confidently say that I am not saying Amen in honor of or to the same God that anyone else in that group is saying Amen to. But I'm not sure if that really matters. Because right now, I'm looking up at the stars and finding that ultimate truth. True Story is produced by Kevin Townsend, Daniel Steinbach, Zandra Clark, and me, Will Rogers. Special thanks to our Patreon supporter and executive producer, John Hogan. Coming up next on True Story. He's taking us down the darkest of the alleys. We're talking like no light being filtered through trees, so we're in the shadow of no light in the middle of nowhere in this area that we're not familiar with, with this strange man who is very friendly. If you want to get a link when the game is available to pre-order, head to truestorygame.com. Everyone 
I hardly know you But when something comes And grabs a hold Take the hands That open up A life that's led Is something gold I've been alone